0: Welcome Patriots. It is another episode of Raven's Radar. This one's not going to disappoint. Do any of them disappoint? I don't think so. I think they're all amazing. But today we're going to be covering, there's a lot going on. The world hasn't stopped for everything that's going on. So let's get to it. If it's in your sights, it's on my radar. We'll be airborne shortly. Welcome, patriots. I hope everyone had a fantastic Christmas. I know I did, really grateful because Jesus is the reason for the season, and I feel very blessed to still live in the greatest, most free country in the entire world. Which brings us to what's going on in the world. Well, we've had a lot of activity. So liberal heads seem to be exploding again this week when Abbott sent more buses of illegals to visit Kamala Harris up in Washington DC and people absolutely lost their minds. I can't believe they dropped them off in the cold. Well, you know what? Uh, Mother Nature has a really interesting sense of humor and it was 17 degrees in Texas when the buses that came to the Mexican side of the border showed up with these migrants. So for those of you who thought that they got out of the caravan in brand new short sleeve t-shirts and then were just dragged onto buses and dropped off at kamala's house i hate to break it to you need to turn off cnn what actually happened is they got on buses were heated and our veterans and americans who are homeless were left to freeze to death in the streets so this is an ongoing problem people are talking about title 42 expiring but here's The real issue folks is this is unsustainable we cannot have a thousand two thousand sixteen thousand people pouring through our border every day we economically can't take it infrastructure can't take it schools can't take it hospitals can't take it this is a catastrophe so we're done claiming it but here's the source the source comes down to people saying is the border open or closed. Let's roll the clip.
1: Can the president foresee working with a house speaker who defied a subpoena from his colleagues?
0: So a couple of things, I do wanna go back for a second to your immigration question. One of the reasons that I wanna be very clear that to to folks that the border uh, is not open and and we will remove uh, using Title 8 is because by not being very clear on that, we are doing the work of the smugglers who are going to put forth misinformation. So we want to be very clear uh, on that piece. Wow. Okay, let me interpret wow. It's one of the five deadly words that women use. It's not a compliment. It's baffling at the incompetence. She really straight up said the border is closed. It is not closed. It is open because I can guarantee you the people that we see waiting in the river are not waiting to a point of entry. See how that works, guys? It's absolutely horrific. So and we know what the Biden administration's solution to this problem is. Yeah. Kind of like that. Okay. Let's just throw a bunch of money at it. And eventually enough of it will cover the river and they can just cross who knows. Anyways, the point is, is that this is a catastrophe. They can split hairs and semantics all they want about whether Abbott should bust them to these sanctuary cities, these people called for this, but the solution is not going to be to throw more money at it. The solution was not the omnistrosity that the $1.7 trillion, I don't know, of pork that Pelosi just pushed through with her vodka-soaked fingernails through our government so that our kids and grandkids will be paying this and eating pork for the next several decades. The point is, is that we have to fix this problem. We have got to secure our border. We have got to stop incentivizing people who break our laws, period, stop. So going forward on that, I'm gonna be discussing it on Fox radio that I've been doing of how we continue to hold our elected officials to the fire about this. So in another term, we've got a lot of talk going on about what's come out of the January 6th committee. Um, I'm going to not put committee in air quotes because I want to appear impartial, but it's a joke and not a funny kind. So, but we're going to be tackling that head on because as we celebrated Christmas and we celebrated the birth of our savior and appreciating our family and our freedoms, many of the j 6 detainees were in solitary confinement. They're being mistreated. We know one who is celiac and not being given access to the proper medication, Um, not been given due process. And this is not communist. This is America. And we're going to fight back. So today we're going to have an amazing guest on our show. We're going to have the Joseph McBride. He is the owner and founder of the McBride Law Firm in New York City. And he is on the front lines, literally, of trying to get justice for our patriots and our J6 detainees. You're not going to want to miss this. Stay with us.
2: Make your Yuletide memories huge this Christmas with the tweeter of the free world, Kofefi Table Book, the perfect gift for all seasons. Retweet to a simpler time when our flag had only three colors, schools had two genders, the border was real, and inflation was reserved for party balloons celebrating low crime, low taxes, and affordable food and gas for all. Now you can reminisce over the good old days when our only issues were Russia, fake news, witch hunts, and crooked Hillary. The Tweeter of the Free World has all of Trump's greatest tweets, including Benghazi, fake news, Barack Obama, and who could forget Little Rocket Man. But it is much bigger and more powerful one than his, and my button works. The Kofefi Table Book will be cherished for generations. Relive the greatest tweets of all time by the greatest president of all time. Go to thetweeterofthefreeworld.com now to get your copy for the low price of $39.99. Make your Christmas great again.
0: Welcome back, Patriots. I promised that this was not going to disappoint. We are bringing some heavy hitters to the front line of our fight for freedom and nothing hits harder then what's happening with the plight of the J6 detainees. We have got a lot of information to get through, but as promised, we are bringing a broad stroke from the front line, literally. So fresh from New York City, we have the Joseph McBride Esquire. He is owner and founder of the McBride Law Firm, which is handling several of the J6 detainees, and he's joining us now. Welcome, Mr. McBride Esquire. How are you today? Thanks for being on Raven's Radar.
1: Good afternoon, Raiden. It is good to see you. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we have a lot to get, and I'm sure you have a lot of questions that come up with this. Let's start from the beginning. Uh, Let's start with your law firm and how you became involved with the J6 detainees.
1: So my law firm is the McBride Law Firm, PLLC. We are primarily based out of New York City. We do have uh, satellite offices in uh, Washington, D.C., and Palm Beach, Florida, as well. Uh, I came to the January 6th fight. Uh, I took my first client, which is Richard Barnett, the guy who had his feet up on a desk in uh, Nancy Pelosi's suite of offices. On Ash Wednesday of 2021, uh, I came to the legal fight for very personal reasons, make a long story very short. My brother Anthony was wrongfully convicted of a crime he absolutely did not commit, received a sentence of 15 years of incarceration. Uh, It changed my life. It changed my family's life. So I became a lawyer in response to my brother's wrongful conviction. I essentially said, hey, I'm going to try to get you out. Uh, I can become a lawyer in seven years. Your sentence is 15. I could potentially get you out half that time. now." It took me 10 years to become an attorney and by the time I was done, my brother Anthony had maxed out on his sentence, but I had committed myself toward criminal defense and civil rights work, especially when the government was bearing down upon an individual and or family for very unfair and malicious reasons. So when J six came calling, it was of course a natural fit for me and I've been doing it ever since.
0: Well, boy, are we lucky to have you in this fight. I am the daughter of two United States Air Force lieutenant colonels, and I can tell you I never thought I would live to see a time such as this. So very glad to have you on the front fight. So what is the first? I'd like to start by clarifying. There's a lot of misconceptions about J-6 and what's happening. What's the the primary misconception you get about the J-6?
1: The primary misconception that I get is that people uh i guess quite naturally want to draw a line in terms of support for people who were violent and people who weren't violent that day and i would caution people against drawing such a black and white bright line look kyle rittenhouse very violent his violence was justified he was exonerated by a jury because his violence was legally justified he defended his life in the street against a bunch of attackers and he took a few lives in the process but the law says that he's allowed to use that kind of force when he feels that his life is in danger and that's exactly what he did and that's why he walked now when it comes to january 6th why are hundreds and hundreds of uh, male predominantly white christian trump supporters who went to the capitol why are they being charged with violent crimes against police officers for the first time in their life? Some of these men are 60 years old, 50 years old, 40 years old, 65 years old, no prior criminal history of any kind. Why do they, why do they all of a sudden have assault charges against a uh, Capitol police or a Washington DC police officer? Well, I'll tell you why. When a good person shows up to a protest and he sees an officer, tuning up an old lady or tuning up a helpless man or multiple officers ganging up on people in a way that that is unbecoming to them, they speak out. Good people speak out and say, hey, officer so-and-so, you can't do that. If that officer continues to do that, good people intercede. Also, when good people are there protesting and they get flashbanged, clubbed, hit, you name it, they also have a right to defend themselves as well. But the thing is that, in a normal set of circumstances, these people would have all been home and these cases would have all been resolved with misdemeanor, indoor violation, offers, pleas, deals, a long time ago. But because these are Trump supporters, because they're white, Christian, and male, they are a threat to the establishment regime that is in DC. And the DC regime, the Joe Biden regime, is sending a message to this community of people. If you're a Trump supporter, Especially a white one, if you also happen to be male and a Christian, and if you speak out against us, we are going to crush you with the full prosecutory apparatus of the United States government. And that is the fight that we find ourselves in right now.
0: You got that right. We are now, that's it patriots, we're snorkeling in the swamp right now. That's it, because that is communism, is it not? Mr. McBride is the nail that sticks up, gets hammered down.
1: That is exactly right, Raven.
0: And that's where we want to. So what exactly for all of us, me in particular, my father was an attorney in the Air Force. What happened to due process? What happened to the Constitution other than Pelosi and, and Biden using it for toilet paper? What happened to the Constitution and our rights?
1: that is a great question and in order for the uh, question to be answered the right way we have to take a trip back into history and we have to go back to september 10th of 2001 when the world was one way september 11th 2001 the world changed forever now whether you believe that 19 guys in a jungle gym from afghanistan uh uh, took down the twin towers or if it was something far more complicated what we can agree on is this once that happened the world changed you have increased use of the nsa the cia meddling in domestic affairs and the creation of the, the of the department of homeland security you have improper use of fisa courts and you have a whittling away of our constitutional protections and most of us if not all of us are uh, implicitly uh, responsible to some level because we said, hey, you know what? We gotta get those terrorists. Maybe it's okay to sign away this right or to sign away that right. While this was happening, members primarily people from the left were screaming out, hey, you guys better heed the warning signs. We understand these people may look like terrorists to you, but in the United States, we don't treat people in our custody um, like the third world does. People come here, we prosecute them, they get a fair shake, they get due process. And what happened is that these international pro- these international terrorists that were prosecuted without due process, we are now using that model to prosecute, quote unquote, domestic terrorists. And these people are largely Trump supporters who are being held in jail, in gulags. They're being tortured. They're being beaten. They're being smacked. They're being starved. They're being held in solitary confinement for months and years at a time at this point, absent due process. Because... We have created a sub constitutional class of people, quote, unquote, domestic terrorists. And if you're accused of this, the Constitution doesn't protect you in the left's pure view of things.
0: Exactly. So in layman terms, if I can go out, we're being spoon fed communism a teaspoon at a time until we don't even know we've been poisoned, that we've been allowed Americans, domestic terrorists, Americans. Did you ever think you would hear that in the United States of America, our people, whether you believe they were trespassing, whether you believe, whatever you believe, we have a process and we have rights and we have a constitution. And we all know if this was 1776, it'd already be Earl Grey in the Harbor everywhere. So right. we need to, so let me ask you then about this committee. Cause I mean, when you said that the, you're representing the gentleman who had his feet on the desk in Pelosi's office, I think all of us are just happy. Somebody was using the office for something, but I would like to know what your thoughts are on this J six committee.
1: Sure. So the January, so I represent uh, multiple people who have been accused with January six related crimes. I've also taken multiple people up before the January six committee as well. So I'm one of the few attorneys who has experience dealing with, with both ends of this. The January 6th committee um, is number one, a uh, committee, a sham committee that was put together uh, illegitimately. It was designed to do two things. Number one, go after President Donald J. Trump to make sure that he can never again run for office by charging him, uh, indicting him, and and convicting him of crimes that would uh, prevent him from being able to run again. That is number one. Number two, uh, it created, unfairly, a very one-sided narrative uh, and, and promulgated that narrative that narrative to the public, which essentially says that every January 6th protester is an insurrectionist, is a domestic terrorist, they deserve to be cancelled in the workplace, they, they, they deserve to be debanked, and they certainly deserve to be uh, proven guilty of their crimes. In their criminal trials. Uh, this was designed to go after President Trump. It was designed to poison the jury pool and to prevent January 6ers from having a fair trial in criminal court.
0: You got that right. Okay. Has anybody made the parallel? Have you been able to make the parallel between them calling this an insurrection, uh, a weaponless insurrection? Um, and we're not talking about the paid actors who are in there to infiltrate, but the comparison to Black Lives Matters literally burning down cities and people dying to this being people who had left a Trump rally where he told people to peacefully make their, their voices known. Were you able to make those parallels or did anybody make those parallels between the obvious hypocrisy on this committee about a season of terror and a day that resulted in Trump supporters being murdered like Ashley Babbitt.
1: That's right. So I have made the comparison ad nauseam, starting with my very first motion in any one of these cases. I cited multiple instances from all over the country. Uh, You have the the two lawyers in Brooklyn right down the street here from me, that firebombed a a NYPD uh, cruiser. You have Dylan Shakespeare Robinson, the gentleman who threw a Molotov cocktail into the third precinct in Minneapolis and set the precinct on fire with officers still inside, sending them running out of the back doors. I argued, I said, Judge, January 6th did not happen in a vacuum. For the past one and a half to two years preceding January 6th, we saw an explosion of political protests and political violence in this country related to the George Floyd, BLM, and Antifa protests. Hundreds of days in a row of consecutive rioting in, in, in Portland and in Seattle. Autonomous zones set up. No police, no government zones. Actual physical occupations of cities. I argued all of this, and I said, look, obviously the scope of what is acceptable in terms of political protest has expanded to to include all these things because these people are, are not being prosecuted be that as it may and i said look that, that's what january 6th is when they showed up they had these things in mind saying hey if i come here and if a few a few minor things happen i should be okay i'm not going to light a precinct on fire anything less than that i should be able to go home and that's not the case the judge straight up told me and the judges across the board have said don't cite out of jurisdiction cases January 6th is a novel day, and it's incomparable to the, to the George Floyd movement. This is the greatest attack on democracy since, since since Pearl Harbor, likening it to 9-11, so on and so forth. Look, the justice system has been politicized. What is happening right now is wrong. These comparisons are worthwhile. They should be, they should hold some kind of water in court. They unfortunately don't, and it's a grave and very inappropriate miscarriage of, of justice.
0: It's also a skew on the terminology of precedent, isn't it? Uh, so um, we want to hide behind jurisdiction. But and speaking of uh, precedent and conviction, Ray Epps. Okay, um, I have had the privilege of watching a few documentaries of the footage that they didn't see. I mean, have you ever seen a situation where they had 14,000 hours of footage and they weren't rushing to release it um, to the public? But I would like to know what your thoughts are on the footage and why Ray Epps has not been charged.
1: January 6th is the Kennedy assassination with all the cameras rolling. Now, they tried and they successfully buried that footage for 50, 60 years. I don't know how long it's been since 1963 at this, at this point, but it's been a long time. And the, most people in America, or at least half the population, suspected that there was foul play, that there was CIA involvement. Those people were told that they were tinfoil, hack, conspiracy theorists kooks but they knew inside of themselves intuitively that something else was afoot with regard to JFK's assassination. They were recently proven right. We know now beyond any shadow of a doubt, based on the most recent document releases from that day, that the CIA was directly involved in an assassination of a sitting United States president. That is why they buried those documents. When it comes to uh, the shot and other things, Pfizer wants documents buried for the next 70 or hundred years. Why? Because they're hiding something. Why does the United States Capitol police, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Merrick Garland want to hide these videos from the public because of the same line of thinking they want to bury that, this to so far down and make people seem so crazy that. Look, if you think that something like Ray Epps or or, or there there was a conspiracy on January 6th, then you too are crazy. Let me tell you this. I have seen thousands and thousands of hours of video that nobody else has seen or that the general public hasn't seen. There were multiple suspicious actors, arguably hundreds of them at the Capitol that day. Ray Epps is one of many who just happened to be caught on video prior planning, directing people into the Capitol, and he's not charged, look, if, if if somebody like that is on camera, objectively planning and plotting and steering people into the Capitol and has not been charged, and it it's because he is protected, it's because he is working from the other side, there is no question in my mind about it. And Ray Epps is one of probably 20 to Fifty, are very serious actors who had material roles in January 6th in terms of steering people in, opening doors, creating violence. This is not hyperbole. This, these, are, these are the facts. And if the government gave a crap about the truth, they'd be blasting this all over the place. But they're trying to suppress it. And that is a real problem.
0: And that is. And it's one of those things that we have to remind people that the law gets applied equally, not just because you are a Democrat and you like the outcome and you don't like Trump. Okay, it's not hate speech because you hate Trump. But I'm old enough to remember that they said that the left said that Hunter Biden's laptop wasn't Uh. real. And they said the diary wasn't real. They you know, the Russian hoax was real and all the others so this is where we my father used to say the difference between the truth and the conspiracy is about six months in this case about 44 billion dollars but i would like to caution people but there's the facts are the facts it's not your truth and my truth it's the truth and that's what we're fighting for so and i want to cover this i know we've got to move through a few but the bomb hoax that came on January 6th, how supposedly there is a, there were bombs planted at the RNC and DNC, but the DNC's was planted right next to the security tab and Kamala was supposedly inside, but they did a sweep, a sweep. That's right. A sweep of the, and then they happened to find the one that was, that was concealed behind a garbage dumpster at the RNC 20 minutes before They were set to vote on. Have you seen this footage? And can you comment on that?
1: Of course I've seen it. And look, this, this, it's an inside job. Everybody knows it. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to look at something and say that this is a setup. Look, if there was the idea that there was an actual bomb threat and that the certification wasn't delayed is problematic in and of itself. The idea that. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, everybody in Washington, D.C., Mayor Muriel Bowser, had uh, intelligence days before, weeks before, and arguably up until a month before that January 6th was going to be an unprecedented protest day, and they did nothing to secure the Capitol. Not only did they they refuse to secure the Capitol, they short-staffed the Capitol so as to ensure that a conflict would happen. Everything about this day from the alleged bomber to the short staffing of people to the failure to put up a basic fence stinks to high heaven. When you think about the road decision that was leaked, right, the road decision was leaked. And we knew we had an idea that because because of the the substance, the content of the leak, that it was going to come out um, and there was going to be a change in, in, in that decision so in anticipation of protest, they fenced off a majority of the capital and they certainly fenced off the supreme court building they did that within hours you mean to tell me that they weren't able to do this with all the prior knowledge that they had you mean to tell me that we have somebody who with, with all this facial recognition technology with all the with, with all the tracking that we can't find this bomber all of it stinks all of it is wrong. The truth will come out eventually. Most of these old people in DC that are 80 and 90 years old will be dead and they'll be long God because of natural causes, and they won't be held accountable for it. And that's the unfortunate reality of the situation.
0: And that is so, and we'll be wrapping up. There's so much to get to. I think we're gonna have to have you on again and just and, and take this apart piece by piece. But in the short term, um, where does it stand now for the de- defendants that you represent? Where are they in their fight?
1: We're getting ready to go to trial now. I have, uh, I represent about six people. Uh, every one of my uh, guys who were in pretrial detention have been, I've been able to get them out uh, with the exception of Christopher Quaglin. Uh, he's got celiac disease, he's suffering tremendously. We're trying to get him out still. He's down over 60 pounds, he's dying. It's very, very sad. It's very troublesome. Richard Barnett's case is getting ready to go to trial. It's scheduled to go to trial on January 9th. The uh, prosecution, the government is being very, very dishonest, despicable in their conduct and behavior. But I put together a fantastic defense team. We're going to fight them tooth and nail and do everything that we can do to win. Uh, And, you know, uh, if people are inclined to, 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 to follow us or to, to give or to help, Go to McBrideLawNYC.com. Follow me on Twitter, McBrideLawNYC, across all social media platforms. We post updates there often. And uh, please, if you can't give, please pray for us. We need your prayers. Uh, the currency of God is f- has far more intrinsic value than than, than, than the dollar ever will. Thank Preach. you, guys.
0: That's it, <laughs> that is it. We've been waiting for that. That's, the where, that's where we're going. But again, patriots, that was, that was the bullet right there. I want you guys, patriots, these J6 detainees, whether you believe it or not, they stood up for their first amendment right and they are fighting for all of us. This is a war we have to win as conservatives, as Americans, as free citizens. So again, it is McBride, NYC,
1: McBride Law
0: NYC. McBride Law NYC. I want all my patriots, Raven's radar, all the conservative warriors report to this line, get involved, help our brothers in this fight, write a check, do what you can be on the front lines. I'm going to connect with you behind the scenes as well and see what I can do to put some muscle. I have some J sixers in our district and Um, a lot of them are running out of money, they're running out of hope, and we need to show them what the American spirit is really about. But I am so grateful. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule today to join us, update us, and hopefully you'll come see us again uh, and keep us abreast.
1: Yes, I very much look forward to it. Thank you so much for having me on, Raven. God bless you. May he bless your work. And may he, of course, bless the United States of America.
0: Amen. God bless America. Well, patriots, that was quite a show. I promised you fireworks, and we're getting it. Heat from the front line, and we can do this. I'm hoping that this encourages Our patriots out there that action is happening our voices matter our presence matters we can do this each of us was made for a time such as this and i'm going to keep you on the front lines i'm going to stay on the front lines and in that vein i want to announce that the book the long-awaited book. My Life Story of Raven's Mantle is going to be available soon. If You go to ravenharrison.com. We're going to be giving you information on our social media about its release, which is coming very soon. This is it, and this is not a fluff piece for patriots. Parents inside the Pentagon on 9-11, being at the Vegas Massacre, fighting CRT in our schools, and having parents on the front lines of communism. I'm going to give viewers, patriots, Americans, an unprecedented look at what it's like to come from where I was to where we are now and why I have the fire I do in this fight. You are not going to want to miss it. I'm going to be raw, I'm going to be unfiltered, and I'm going to to show you how we got here and what we're going to do to keep from getting here again. So make sure you join us on social media, Raven the Conservative Warrior, Raven's Radar, You can reach us at ravenharrison.com as well. I always want to hear your comments. But until then, keep fighting.